the audience, I didn't see you there. Welcome to another thrilling edition of Punch Up Your Life, the show where a guest comes in and they pitch me their lives as if it's a thrilling, big-budget Hollywood blockbuster, and I give them notes and feedback, and we really get into it and punch this thing up and do silly voices and, and wear funny hats, except you have to picture the hats yourself because it's a podcast. And this week's guest is the amazing Rachel Manson, who is so talented. She's one of my favorite Toronto comedians, but why put geography on it? She's just great. And she's one of those multidisciplinary people I love who is good at stand-up, sketch, improv, everything. We actually met at the Second State Conservatory. Uh, we were in different classes, but we were still watching each other work on stuff every week. And whenever she got up on stage, I was always like, damn it, I wish I thought of that. Uh, not so much in a friendly rivalry way, because I think... Rachel would have to also think of me as a rival. I think a rival is a two-way street, and I just don't think that happens. It's more just like, every time I see her, I'm like, oh yeah, I should be pushing myself, and uh, darn it, I want to support everything that you do. Um, so there's that. Yes, it's a bitter, bitter, one-sided, supportive uh, rivalry. Am I too nice? Am I too emotionally open? These are the relatable problems that keep me up at night, especially uh, in the middle of quarantine, which this was recorded in. Uh, I'm recording the intro in full quarantine uh, with a, a makeshift recording studio that I've set up in my bedroom uh, with sound-canceling blankets and uh, egg cartons. And how's it going? Can you hear the toilet flushing in the background? Can you hear the construction outside? Can you hear the downstairs neighbor uh, trying out yet another Nickelback acoustic cover. Ugh, what a rich, full, storied life we are all living right now. Uh, this episode was actually recorded the day before we got into lockdown, and I, I only preface that with this was the second episode we ever did, so the format might be a little bit different than what you're used to now, because I don't know what order we're going to air them in. But Rachel was so generous with her time and game for everything we threw at her. Um, and also, I think she was supposed to pitch a film at Sundance before this happened. And I'm sure she still will. But it was just, it was interesting um, prep for her to pitch something. Uh, and the story you're about to hear is fantastic, and I love everything we talk about. Um, horror comedy is one of my favorite all-time genres, but I'm just saying this isn't what she was then going to pitch to the film festival. Um, she does a lot of other great stuff. Follow her on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook whatever you like, just support her. She runs a great uh, live stream comedy show called Comedians Getting High and Watching Hallmark Movies. I have no idea what the premise of it is. I just know the title. And it's um, hosted by another great comedian, M.K. Morris. And I just enjoy watching it because, um, well, they're great. I love the guests. The movies are always good. But also one of my best friends does a lot of production on those Hallmark movies. And so it gives me a little little warm feeling in the heart of, uh, of home. And I always have the background inside scoop of things. And um, 
just just keep an eye out for everything she's doing. Uh, a m crazy memory I have of Rachel in the before times is a bunch of us all went to the beach together and she saw the tattoos on both my shoulders and she took a picture of them and uh, she sent them to her dad and her dad thought my tattoos were pretty neat. So maybe when this is all over, Rachel and I's we we can hang out. I can I can hang out with her dad. That's really the whole uh, subtext of this entire podcast is let me hang out with your dad. I want to meet your dad. Why haven't I met your dad yet? And I can't wait for this podcast to go on for years and years. I want to meet every dad. I am pumped for all these dads I'm going to meet. But in the meantime, you know, you got to you got to start small. You got to use baby steps. And so I give you an amazing and just fun conversation I had with Rachel Manson. Enjoy, and you're so welcome. the audience uh welcome to another Marking thrilling episode of uh punch up your life in which please let me punch up your life the color of the world punch up your life punch and uh <laughs> oh my god that's the theme song yeah, i've been duh. racking my brain People of for the world, punch up your life uh where uh <laughs> guests come in and they pitch me their life as a blockbuster movie and it's great but i i have some notes and we're gonna get into it um, oh god uh, today, I'm already joined. You can hear her melodious voice. Mm. Um, I don't know how to be quiet. <laughs> that's great. That's good. Okay, <laughs> On the cool. radio, that's great. That's awesome. I don't want to carry this. No. <laughs> that's why I'm the host. Excellent. Okay. Uh, it's Rachel Manson, everybody. Hi. She, she's a stand-up comedian. Yes. I think we actually met doing sketch, technically, because we I were in we the opposite have, yeah. Second City Conservatory. That's correct. Thing. You're absolutely right. We did meet during sketch. Uh, uh, great podcast, mm -hmm. uh, Dark oh, Arts you. and Crafts. Yeah, Tarts and Crafts. Tarts and Crafts. Yeah, because it's because uh, it's two ladies, so it's tarts. Oh, wow. Isn't that fun? Yeah. And craft because it's, it's witches. I know, right? I'm not a witch. I just think they're cool. <laughs> better better name than this right off the bat. Thank you. I, that was not you. me. Somebody requested it. <laughs> I'll punch up your stuff and then you punch up Great. my stuff. Great. And I'll just, Fix it'll... the name. Fix the theme song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Change it up. And we're joined on one reason why I do love this podcast is whatever uh, is actually in your subconscious is mm. what's going to uh, come out. And so it's very Freudian. Uh, I love it. Very, very Jungian right off the bat. And I have to say that your pitch is so appropriate for what today is. For, I'm so I don't, glad. I don't know when we're releasing this, but uh, right now. Possibly it, never because of Corona. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday was Friday the 13th. And yesterday was <gasps> also. It was. Kind of. Yes. Oh, so my you already God. See this. I and... have a witch podcast. I definitely should have known that before you. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, if you're in Canada, it, it's kind of yesterday was the first day where the coronavirus got real. Yes. 
And um, Monday will be the first day that, like, today is a, fr- uh, wow, fuck me. Today's Saturday. Saturday. But Monday will be the first day that li- life begins and under it, Corona. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so with that all subtext being said, would you like to say your elevator pitch for this film? So it's a film. Film. Okay. I should, I should, do you have it? Maybe I should read it. What I, what I said to you, because I'm going to paraphrase. Um, I'm amazing at pitching. Don't worry. (laughs) It's going to be great. Um, okay. When a 15 year old girl gets her hands on the summer camp that she's going her summer is her summer camp that she's going to when when she gets she's at a summer camp <laughs> this 15 year old girl and she finds a Ouija board and she's like I'm in so she starts leading seances out of her cabin um, for all the other campers and the staff they're not they don't like it no that's the elevator bitch <laughs> right no it's great you know what I want to bring up anytime mm-hmm. somebody feels self-conscious about their pitch yeah just imagine them pitching the spin-off series Frasier. Just a man in a room going like oh. he's a therapist with problems. Oh my god. Huh? Huh? It's so brutal. How yeah. can you imagine? That's a show. And that that has eleven seasons and it's coming back. Frasier's coming back. Frasier's coming back. Ugh. I'm sorry. I, I Frasier's a great show. It's just that exhausting thing of like, it's so fucking hard to pitch a show. <laughs> And it's, I'm still in the throngs of it. And now they're just like, yeah, for sure. We'll listen to your new idea. But what if that weirdo from the Big Bang Theory was a yeah. kid? And I'm like, I, for the love of God, like right? it's going to get nine seasons and I'm never going to work again. And that's why this podcast exists, because pitching anything is super hard. It's so fucking hard. I'm doing a, I'm doing a pitch workshop tomorrow mm. in preparation for a different pitch that I'm sure will go just as well as this one. <laughs> The trick is when you say the thing, you keep raising your shoulders up you and know. down like a therapist if who you, has problems. If you approach it like Larry David, then everything else will fall into place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, anyways. Yes, that's yeah. it. That's my thing. Okay. So first of all, mm-hmm. I have to say, love it. Thank wonderful. You. Thank you so, so much. So like on the pulse of coronavirus Thank and Friday you. the 13th. Because it's summer camp, death, and spooky. Isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So so the first thing I have to ask you is, Please. Okay, why, why, why this? Why this? Why does this haunt you in the middle of the night? Why do you wake up screaming, summer camp, <laughs> and you reach for a pen? And I reach for a pen um, to stab myself with <laughs> um, repetitively, being like, the An ghost Epi-Pen. is inside me. <laughs> um, no, I, I, because I was this very 15-year-old girl. I, in my summer, I went to a summer, I went to Camp Tamaqua mm-hmm. um, in Algonquin Park. Um, I now, wow, full circle. I now run their social media for like money. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's right. My childhood is truly dead. But um, so I, I went to this summer camp and there was this fad going on of the Ouija board and everybody loved the Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And it, I just sort of evolved into the person who like runs the Ouija board when I was like 15. And this actually bled over to when I was 16. Um, and I came back as a CIT. But I was going to ask if you were a counselor. Or I was, not. A, that was my last year as a camper where I got really good at the Ouija board. And then when I was 16, I, ca- I became like the priestess I knew I always was. Um, and by that, I mean, I could play this Mattel board very well. Um, so I, I would, I would play the Ouija board. I would run the Ouija board for specific people. There was a time 
I don't even remember if this was when I was 15 or 16, but somebody like young girls would knock on my cabin door and be like, can Rachel come and do the Ouija board with us? And I'm like, yes. And then I like put on my cape and I leave. Um, I was cool. I can't. Your cape? No, I'm completely, I'm, I'm okay. so kidding. I did not wear a cape, but I definitely let my hair down and be like, it's I time. I see you wearing a cape. Like I definitely had a yeah. cape at some point, but I was probably younger. I was so not cool at camp. But until I started talking to dead people and then people were like, this girl. Um, okay. n- no, before that I, I was a, I was the drama kid. So let's, let's get into the camp as a character itself. The camp. Like. The camp is uh, we, a character we in We can itself. start, uh. Totally. With, with the real kid. Was there a theme to the camp? Was Mm-mm. it religious based? Did you love no. lacrosse? Or were you all sent there for a specific reason? Oh my God, that would have, see, see, I could tell you the truth, but then I could tell you what I want the pitch to be. Do both. Okay. So the truth was, it's a canoe trip. It's, it's mainly a canoe tripping camp. Okay. So it's Algonquin Park. It's, um, run of the mill camp. Um, it's not a religious camp. The majority of the kids there happen at, at my time happen to be Jewish, but that's just because Jews love summer camp. Um, that's not, that wasn't in the, in the, like in the. In the what the what the fuck is it called the the Torah Torah <laughs> the, the it wasn't Pentateuch? in the <laughs> yeah it wasn't in the Torah uh, <laughs> I I meant the like the 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 essential like the the log line of the 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 mission statement of the camp is what mm-hmm. I meant to say uh, but I like Torah way better it's really fucking funny um no but uh it was mainly about canoe tripping so we would go i would t- go on like a 15 day canoe trip and then come back to camp or like 10 days or whatever the fuck uh so it was big on canoe tripping otherwise it was just like a camp on an island it was only boat access in algonquin park um i want it to in the movie version to be some sort of delinquent camp all right Because that would be super they, they have to like all go there to like learn to be good kids on an island and then they're like maybe the woods will help them Oh, and as a pure, like, I don't know if this is going to be a, a horror or a horror comedy blend. Horror but, comedy. Like, the fact that it's on an isolated island. Oh, it's an and island. the only way to get out is the canoe. You got you to gotta swim. You got to canoe. Oh. Or, or hypothetically, take, like, an hour and a half hike and then actually still take a canoe. Uh, it's an island. That would be the functionality. That would be the definition of an island. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's it's a fucking cool camp. Anyone, anyone looking, just look up Camp Tomorrow. I mean, it's camp. I, I would just assume like, oh, this is how I, I'm never going to make it out of this regular camp. There you go. Actually, fun little plug fact. My camp was actually already featured in a film called Indian Summer by Sam Raimi oh. and Mike Binder. And um, Alan Arkin played Uncle Lou, who was a real person. And I want Alan Arkin to be in everything. He's so fucking good. God damn it. It's um but yeah, that can't, that that whole movie was about my summer camp. So there's they they need to dabble in horror because Sam Raimi was already there doing a heartfelt bullshit movie and meanwhile he went off and did Evil Dead. That's awesome. Yeah. So this this the the, the camp is 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 rife with possible horror. Um Okay, first of all, just to tie it in back to horror, did mm-hmm. you know that Alan Arkin was in a folk group in the 50s? What? He wrote the Banana Boat song. What? Deo. He said, Deo. He said, Deo. I'm Mr. Tallyman. Be- I'm, Tally. s- I'm sorry. Hunt, I d- look it up. I don't believe you. I'm right. sorry. Are you reaching for I'm your looking phone for my right phone. Now? I'm looking it up right now. He wrote it, and then Harry Belafonte did the much better cover. I don't fucking believe you. Um, and it's, it's a real thing, which is featured in Beetlejuice. 
again. Yeah, of course. Keeping the uh, the horror aspect. Oh my god! Oh my god! Do we love Catherine O'Hara? Do we love Catherine O'Hara? Oh, we're we're in holy Canada. shit! Alan Arkin composed. I'm I'm real time. I have been thrown for a loop. Oh my right? god! I'm gonna be thinking about this for a week. Please do. <laughs> That's insane! Wow. Thank you so much for bringing that into my life. Right. And also, while you're on there, look up old pictures of Alan Arkin with the, like, Gomez Adams pencil-thin mustache. She hot? I'm just like, I'm, I'm into it. It's not even a sexual way. I'm just like, <laughs> good for you. Right? I wish I had that confidence. Okay, let me see. Young. You know who I just discovered was really good looking as a young man? Ronald Reagan. Okay. Oh. Well, I mean, that makes sense. He, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, this is kind of weird. He looks like a young Sam Raimi. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Wild. Oh, my God. Look at him. Okay. So the other thing I yes. have to. Yes. Good looking man. I don't I don't know how to say this. Cutie patootie. Yeah. What, go for it. Was the camp. I keep wanting to say segregated, but I just mean, was it a girl camp, so a boy camp, it was or intertwining? Intertwining. Okay. But like the girls' cabins were all on one hill and the boys' cabins were on the other side of That's the camp. Good. The sexual tension is still there. So, Will they exactly. won't Exactly. So at night, you would, you one would, I never did because I was not cool, but um, you what, like girls would sneak to boys' camp or boys would sneak to girls' camp. And whoever was on night duty, or they called it dirty dog, I think, um, would be a staff member who like looks like just like checks out at night, being like, "What little fucking horny fourteen year olds are running around at night?" Right. And <laughs> were there like was there the cool counselors that were just like high fiving people as they ran so, past, or was it the guy everyone hated? And- exactly. So um, it depends on who was on night duty that night. But the female, my female counselors would always say like. If you want to sneak to boy, when we were 15 or 14, when we were 14 or 15, mm-hmm. when it was clear that like it, the, the hormones were a raging, um, at that point they were like, okay, if you're going to sneak to boys camp, they were like the cool moms about it. It's okay. Just leave a note so that we know where you are and we don't have to like pull a missing persons drill. So just like leave a little note on your bed being like, I'm, I'm going to make out with so Ben nice. and then leave. Yeah. So that was, that would be, that would be it. I know, I remember one year when I was a senior, when I was 15, actually the same age, mm-hmm. um, there was a staff member named Peter who would do night duty in a scream mask. So he would, and especially at night when there's like no other, it, we're on an island in the woods, there's no lights. Great so you, for false scares in the movie. Unbelievable. Right? It's so fucking, but um, actually, oh my God. And this tied into an actual Ouija board story I have. So that. Before that night, we were doing the Ouija board and talked to somebody named Peter, this guy named Peter. And he, we were, he was like telling- Like a ghost? Like a ghost. Okay. On the, in the Ouija board, we were talking to somebody. I, I, okay. From here on out, I am going to speak of the Ouija board as if we are like, basically as if it is real. I don't fucking know. Who's to say? The Ouija board is fun as fuck. I love it. I love ghost stories. I love all things ghost. Also, it's legally licensed by, I believe it's Mattel Mattel. or Parker Brothers. So anytime there's actually like a copyright trademark. That's fucked up. I'm worried we're going to owe them money after this. It's really (laughs) weird. Okay, fine. A spirit board. But like spirit boards and that shit have been around since Victorian times. So I don't give a fuck. Oh, 100%. Fuck you. But um, anyways, but when, so that night we were doing the Ouija board and we, we talked, I'm using air quotes, but you know what I mean. We talked to some, a spirit named Peter who told us about his life and all this fucked up shit. And then we all went to bed 
And then that night, Peter the counselor was doing night duty in a scream mask. So when he walked into our cabin, one of my, this girl named Sydney just sat up in bed going, who are you? And he went, Peter. And she fucking screamed. Because <laughs> all she could see was this floating white head that said Peter. And she fucking <laughs> screamed. It was very, very funny. That is so... Oh, that mm. that's perfect. Okay, so yeah. I also have to ask, how did the camp feel about the Ouija? Like, did you... Was this just in the pile of games? Was this mm-hmm. hidden somewhere, passed down from camper to camper? So... The Ouija board actually has a very interesting history at my camp because when I was 14 or 15 and it started getting popular around the camp, it wasn't us who were doing it. It was the older kids. It was like basically my sister's age and they were all counselors. So the counselors were getting into it and they were doing the Ouija board. And then we, as the 14-year-olds, would be like, oh, my God, we want to do the Ouija board. Like, oh, my God, you have you heard the story of, like, and it's camp gossip. Everyone talks about everything. But, like, have you heard the story of, like, when Daniel and, like, Hannah and Sarah did the Ouija board on the docks and, like, they spoke to Uncle Lou, who, played by Alan Arkin, is a, was a real person and did family camp. Um, and they, like... It, is Alan Arkin returning in this film to reprise his role? Is, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. As the ghost. All right. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. You see? You see how it's all There you go. That's why you need a team. Yeah. That's why you need a team when you're mm-hmm. making a show. But, um, yeah, basically what happened was, like, the older counselor started doing it. So we were all like, oh, my God, we want to do it. And then we started doing it. And then eventually the camp that summer... The camp banned the Ouija board. And the camp said, no, 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 no more. What happened? It's actually very, very dark. So I will speak in vague terms. However, there was someone that people at camp knew who had actually passed away, who the Ouija board started saying it was that person. I know. I know. Because at first it was just like Uncle Lou and all these old people that we kind of knew. And uh, well, like, well, Uncle Lou died in the 70s or what? I actually have to check that. Um, So it was kind of out of touch. But then it became very real very quickly. And and uh, there I mean, it's it's a summer camp with a bunch of kids like people know actual people who have died. So yeah. then, and I mean, the Ouija board, at the end of the day, you can say whatever you want about it. But once it starts dabbling in like this very close person that this actual 14 year old kid knew or like anything in that area, the camp was like, we're shutting this shit down. So that summer, the end of that summer, the Ouija board was banned. But any other summer after that, when we used it, we were just kind of like, yeah, we're going to use the Ouija board. Don't, don't just just be chill about it. Just don't talk about it much. Is that when you became like the high priestess? The high priestess. (laughs) That was when I was 16. That was when I was a CIT. Okay. Yeah. And that was when we we started. Oh fuck! That was that. Back to a funnier story. That year, um, I was a CIT, and we were doing it with all all the CIT boys came to our cabin too, because we were, we were CIT. Nobody was really watching us anymore. Mm-hmm. So the girls and the boys all came into one cabin, and we all did the Ouija board together. And it was being really fucked up, and we were being really serious about it. Like I was leading, and I was like, "Guys, we have to be serious. God, come on, we have to be really serious about this. <laughs> Guys, stop. We have to. This is really serious. Everyone has to be really, really." And everyone was like, "Fuck yeah, okay, okay, okay." And then three of my friends—I'm going to shout them out: Anna, Devin, and 
I think one other person were in the top bunks being like, fuck you. This is stupid. <laughs> so in the middle of the Ouija board, we were talking to someone who's very creepy. And then it said something about like, are you here? Like, do you, do you stay in this cabin? And as it was going toward yes, the, the power went out and all the lights shut out and everything stopped. And it, we fucking screamed, like screamed to the point where like, People across camp were like, there's a medical emergency. <laughs> and the lights came out. 16-year-old boys were, like, embracing each other and, like, hugging and crying and, like, screaming and running. It was so fucking insane. We didn't know until a month later that Anna and Devin pulled the fire, the power. Oh, that's such a classic move. My grandfather did that to me as a kid. What? Yeah. That's oh. so mean. So, no, my grandfather was an amazing, amazing prankster. Um, that's so cool. I'm actually, this is weird. This is his shirt Aww, that's that I'm nice. wearing right now. That's awesome. Um, and uh, for example, uh, he used to work for CP Rail. And every time mm. he was a dispatcher, every time he went on the rail, someone was stealing his cigarettes. <gasps> he made an exploding cigar, but he'd never made one before, but in cigarette form. He didn't know how much gunpowder to put in it. Oh, my God. Did he kill a man? He leaves out a pack of cigarettes, and he leaves just one, one just poking out a little bit for easy access. And he leaves, and he comes back, and there's one guy in the office whose eyebrows have burned (gasps) off. Oh, my God. And they never addressed it ever again. That is insane so that's some flavor he's fucking cool you, oh my right? god wow that's so, awesome um when i was Love a kid it. you know grandparents and whatever they tell you about uh, uh, mm-hmm. santa claus and and the tooth fairy whatever the things, my yes. grandfather was just like let me tell you about the boogeyman oh fuck. he can only get you when the lights are off and he is also, very real it's not just that he scares you he steals your soul and drags it back <gasps> down to hell that's awesome i'm Five. Oh no. So what happens no. is in the basement what a psycho. there is a china hutch that he has emptied and it is right beside the fuse box. Oh my god. Also in the same hot hallway is his woodworking shop, which yes, which was in the basement of this house, which was not ventilated. There was just paint Holy and everything. Shit. Yeah. I don't that generation and safety uh, were just oh, like, God, yeah. and especially with child safety, none of that shit. There was just kids rolling around in cars free willy nilly. Oh, 100 percent. So I'm five years old. I'm playing with this like farm play set. I'm and playing I'm with sure his knife been painted in lead. Oh, my I, God. I probably had lead poisoning. And he just decides <laughs> to do this like, hey, Andrew, I'm just going to be in the workshop working. And all of a sudden, I'm like, the lights flicker a little oh, bit. God, little do so I know. Scary. He's just playing with the fuse box. And they're like. Hey, uh, someone weird with the power. Are you okay in there, five-year-old Andrew? Like, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just playing with lead. Oh and, no! And then all of a sudden, I don't, he didn't even do it, but he just smashed the 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 fuse box to see what happened. Oh, he goes pitch bark. He hides in this china hutch, and he just starts screaming, "Andrew, Andrew, the boogeyman has my soul. Run for your oh, life!" Oh my. God! I'm running out of there, I turn the corner. He jumps out of the china hutch and grabs <gasps> me. And this is why I'm good in an apocalypse. This is this is my selling point. Because your grandfather has trained you, right? And I'm just like, well, his soul is in hell right now. So whatever this is, it's not my grandfather. Oh. I punched him in the throat. That's awesome. when he grabbed me. 
That's unbelievable. And I'm like crawling up the stairs from the, and I'm like kicking at him as he's like That's grabbing so at my That's so great leg. that you know how you would react in that kind of, like, great thing that there was no like pedophiles around. You would have right? fucking killed them. And and so I like get up to the front of the stairs. My mom and my grandmother are just having polite tea or something. Like, the boogeyman, got grandpa. Oh my God. It's all, save yourselves. Oh, Run. And, and my, I know I'm the man yeah. of the house now. <laughs> my grandfather comes up the stairs like, oh, grandkids are great. I need a, do we have like frozen peas or anything? <laughs> Got me good. Holy shit. That's an unbelievable story. Yeah. Oh, that's that's just who he was. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. He that's used to, nuts. when people were watching a scary that's movie. psychopathic behavior. When, when my, my mom was a teenager and she knew, he knew that they were going to rent like a scary movie mm-hmm. and watch it. He would get himself his own snacks. And hide behind the couch for like half an hour in advance so that he could jump up from behind the couch at the perfect moment to scare the crap out of him. This guy is dope as fuck. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Your grandfather needs his own movie. Like that's. Can I tell you. That's his own movie. The most whimsical name that ever existed. His real name is Cecil Boyd Busby. That's a D&D name. Doesn't that That's sound like... That's a fucking like D&D name. Magical pocket Cecil... watch curly mustache. Wow. Cecil's a great name, too. That should come back. I mean, he went by Boyd to give you a better... Like, he was well, a that's Boyd. Cause, well, that's because, like, I, I'm sure, like, he's got... Uh, when it's time to be around the guys, and they're like, hey, Boyd's here. Like, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. that's You need... It's it's what? The 50s? You need yeah, a name like that. Even in the 30s, they're like, Cecil's a weird yeah, name. Yeah, they're like, you fucking whimsical yeah. fuck. We need something like a man's name. It was the He lived through the Great Depression. Like, that's you couldn't be saying insane. Cecil God, all the time. so goddamn cool. That's so fucking crazy. I hate practical jokes. So I would not have survived very long. But that's really fucking cool. So I got to ask. Making Please. it more about you. Please, no, I want to hear more about your grandfather. What, what is? Did you have rituals as the priestess of yep. the board? Did you? Yep. And what? What did you think was real? And what did you just like? I just want to do this to mess with people. Okay, so as someone who hates practice, as someone who jokes, fucking hates practice, jokes, I will the say hypocrisy. I will say right. fully honestly, especially since I was also the type of kid that was terrified of lying or getting in trouble. I was really a goody two shoes, so I can say fully honestly. I have never cheated someone during the Ouija board, ever. There have even been times when we're, when we're all do the thing, we all do the ritual, whatever the fuck, we start doing the Ouija board, and nothing fucking happens for like half an hour. And we're like, well, guess not tonight. Not not today, Satan. And then you put it away. And you're like, okay, guess it's not, magic's not here. And so sometimes that happens. Um, but I have other stories that are absolutely, completely and utterly fucked. Like, um, oof, one time we did it outside in the woods. Uh, cause the other girls were scared and we did it with, I did it with a couple other people. Cause sometimes if you're doing it right mm-hmm. and if it's really fucked up, the, the two people whose hands are on it, the thing goes so fast that the two people doing it can't read it. Oh, I know. So there's a third reader that's like, I'm p- keeping track of like the letters that are being said. And that's when a ghost proposed to me. Proposed, proposed to me. It, was it Peter? No, no. Ugh, I wish. Peter was cool. Yeah. Peter was hot. <laughs> Peter was the bachelor. No. Um, okay, so tell me about the one that got away. The one that got away. Um, that's so interesting. I don't remember the name of the ghost that proposed to me. I know exactly where it happened. That's a like high status move. Like, yeah. I don't even people propose. People to propose me. to me all the time. I can't keep track of all of them. And like some are dead, and that's fine. <laughs> and I don't discriminate, but like I'm not into it. Um, <laughs> but I remember it was going so fast, and I remember it said Rachel, I love you very quickly. And then it said, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Will you marry me? Very quickly. 
and then I was like I literally had to like let a ghost down easy because I was so fucking scared because it was going so fast that like I was too scared and I was like um you see I, I was literally letting him down like you seem really great but um oh that's great I'm yeah. gonna have to, yeah it's so cool to be vulnerable with your emotions but um so I, great I'm glad we're yeah, on the same page I'm just, yeah I would you know what if situation were different if the situ maybe if you were um my age and not dead then what and I wasn't 16 maybe is it because I'm dead but, yeah <laughs> but like maybe um you know maybe maybe one day I I don't know I'm so sorry and then, whatever but like I'd love to be your friend whatever. I literally was just like very nice and like is that okay and then the board went yes and I'm like thank like fuck <laughs> I want the board to be like this is literally the worst thing that's happened literally to the me, board like bursts into flames I'm dead I'm dead How I died from you? smallpox like too recently <laughs> but um <laughs> But basically, yeah, that happened once and it was really scary. And oh, sorry, the ritual that we did. It was so dumb. I learned it from another girl who was older. I don't remember. I I learned it from the older uh, counselors who were used to do it. And everyone like puts the, the two people put their hand on it. And everybody involved mm -hmm. goes around and says, I believe in the Ouija board. Uh, and everyone individually says, I believe in the Ouija board. I believe in the Ouija board. And then every looking back on it, this is kind of stupid. And all the people together go, we all believe in the Ouija board. You're wearing like a cardboard hat and, and like a bathrobe <laughs> with stars on it. There's candles ever. We are in a flammable cabin. <laughs> I am. I have I have my headdress on. It is culturally a appropriative. But um, no, none of this is real. Um, and then you put your fingers on Two, just two people put their fingers on. Sometimes it'd be three. And and we'd say, are there any spirits in the room? And then we'd wait as long as it takes. Okay. Yeah. It's fucking, this is such a weird, I didn't, I've never, I forgot how weird this chapter of my life was. I haven't dug here in a while. Welcome to the podcast. This is awesome. I love it. I love it so much. Um, okay. Yeah. There was one ghost that we, this was the infamous time when it was actually banned in my cabin by my counselors when we were 15. This is before I was the, the like leader of it. Uh -huh. And we were all just kind of doing it for fun. And there was a ghost that knew stuff that there was no way anyone else could have known. Mm -hmm. Like the go and, and then we then that was when we had to quit because we asked it, quote unquote, inappropriate questions about our counselors. Um, like when did our counselors lose their virginity? And the ghost was right. Um, so we were not allowed to do it anymore. Oh wow. Yes. Also, in terms of horror movie, like knowing who's done it is very important mm -hmm. to any horror movie plot. Absolutely. That's a great way to Okay. I remember that goes his name. That goes name was Bailey. Bailey. Yes, she was she was awesome. We love Bailey. I like that we've got a subcast of characters that's all dead. They're all oh, every single one. Oh god, one time it was a kid. That was so fucking creepy. Ooh. Anyways. Oh yeah, you play the Ouija board. You're gonna yeah, talk to a like, dead. How kid. old are you? Nine. Uh oh. That's like ghost bingo. <laughs> Literally, just like uh oh, this isn't cool anymore. That's the free square. <laughs> um. Oh yeah. Okay. To bring it a little bit back to the, sure. the camp as a character. Yes, please. Was there leading up to the last day of camp? Was mm -hmm. there just like a pie eating competition or a rowing competition something it's like we gotta do there this thing was every year. color war color war yeah let me Are let you me saying color war color war yes and the camp you know what i heard it too give me yeah. a second the color war is when the <laughs> camp is divided into teams like every year it's a it's a huge thing every year it's a different theme of what the theme of color war is going to be 
my year it was Space Invaders. The year I was like senior camper was I was a it was Space mm-hmm. Invaders. Um, before it's been it's been Willy Wonka before it's been this big diamond is stolen, um, and they have to figure out who stole it. Um, and the four teams were like the KGB, the RCMP, the FBI, and um, oh gosh, oh there's one CIA, more. CIA, yeah. No, because FBI. Okay. RCMP. This is so boring. Cut this out. RCMP, KGB, CIA, FBI. Fuck me. No, we're not doing. I know we're not doing this. Never mind. I love it. So it was color war. Yes, color war was a thing. Um, let me break it down in this way. Have you ever seen Wet Hot American Summer? Yes, of course. Everything in Wet Hot American Summer is factually correct about summer camp. Oh, I, I know. Everything. I had to go to Christian summer camp. Did you really? Yeah, I'm, I'm just sitting on that for any time oh there's a lull. Oh, my God. I want to know everything about Christian summer camp. Courtney Gilmore did, too. She's the only one that <gasps> knows the same, like, weird videos we had to watch, which is a... Wait, a Courtney sub- Gilmore also went to Christian summer camp? Oh, yeah. No, she had a whole podcast about it that I'm that I'm on, and I just... Are you... Fu- can, I'm not kidding. Can you send me the link? I'm so curious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Jewish kids summer camp is... We know all our kids are gonna fuck, and at least, at least, if we get them to like hook up with another Jew, we'll continue the population. Like that's the real, that's that's the like old country installation as to why Jews love summer. No, it's not. Don't carry that. But um, there's a bunch of other reasons. But no, because uh, yeah, I didn't really go to it. There are Jewish summer camps. I didn't go to a Jewish summer okay. camp. But what happened at Christian summer camp? Holy fuck. Oh, there was there was so many things. It was so you repressed. watched videos. There was so there was a thing. I think it was called the Donut Factory, where it's just That's like sexual. life without <laughs> God is like a donut, a donut, a donut, because there's a hole in the middle of your heart, and it just got drained into you. Oh, and it like my god there was that's wood, insane. Wooden swings with like nails sticking out of them. And like everyone's <gasps> supposed to be nice, love the Lord, but they took us hunting to kill squirrels, and I'm like, I don't want to kill a thing. I like, I'm sorry. I know we have to keep talking about me. I would listen to you talk about Christian summer camp for nine hours. I have so many questions. I was the bad boy of the summer camp. Oh my god, that's fucking dope. I had, I snuck a whoopee cushion in, and Andrew, that's not God's way. <laughs> I, I just, I hid this, the whoopee cushion. That's had, not Christ's love. I had no uh, plan. I was just oh going to roll those God. dice. You know who sat on the whoopee cushion? Who? The Cor- pastor, Courtney Gilmore? The pastor's elderly mother. Oh, my God. And instead of like, yeah, I'm the bad boy, everyone's like, no, you're the bad boy. And this like, was it was a problematic. We did, oh, my God. To give you a, 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 a taste of how different our camps were, when I went back my last year as staff member at my camp. I was the drama director and we put on spam a lot and the head of boys camp played God and was just like, like, you guys are dicks. Just find the cup, man. And then just like he was in like a hockey uniform and then just kind of walked off stage. Uh, I want to go to your summer camp. Oh, my I summer camp was so... fucking dope. Again, I 10 out of 10 camp Tamaqua. I remember. But there... yeah, I want to hear all about. There oh, my a... God. There was a kid named Josh. I won't say his last name, but he lectured he me because I liked The Simpsons and oh, it was wrong. And then he would play G.I. Joes and like pretend kill people. 
And years later, I worked at a movie store with him, <gasps> and he went like crazy tattoo—not crazy, but yeah, like tattoos, it's shaved head, it's all the piercing. Repression. They don't know what it, where to put it. Just like, man, you freaked out on me for the Sims, and we had this whole cathartic thing. Oh, right? you bro! Oh, that sounds awesome. You just had that. Fu- that's a movie. Yeah, that's a fucking movie. Yeah, but that's a different genre. That's a different. Movie. I mean, you've got sexy teen ghost oh. murder camp, like. Oh, I I did. This it doesn't even have to do with the ghost stuff at my camp there was something called the boys camp black market where literally there was a black market in the boys camp and like even between the ages of 9 and 15 they would trade candy porn and money (laughs) just candy porn and money under the table how do you trade money for money i don't people would like pay like i i think there was some story about like because also their parents gave them money because to, to go to camp because they're at the I end- assume you had a commissary or something. No, or- not at all. There's um when you go on canoe trip in Algonquin Park, there's a place called the Portage Store. And at the end of your canoe trip, you can go and like uh they as a treat when you're done like being literally like bushwhacking in the woods, you go to this little store and you can get like milkshakes and a burger and like just like nice civilization stuff and it's a big treat. Mm-hmm. And you can buy candy too. Um but some of those kids said fuck it and then went to another 11-year-old kids, went like another to another 11-year-old boy and be like, I'll give you 30 bucks for your Playboy. And then they just share porn. I mean, that makes sense. That's probably good market value. Oh, totally. They they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They knew what they were doing. Okay, so I still want to know what Color War actually is. Oh, it's just... um. Is, was it paintball? No, good or, lord. It's just okay. called color war because like every team has a different color and then that day you like dress in all green or like you if you're on the red team you dress in red. But okay. like but every like um I'm trying to think of a good example. Um what were my favorite themes? There's a great theme called Evil versus Evil and the teams were um like Hitler versus oh Stalin my God, I fucking versus wish. Mussolini. <laughs> just all the fucking No, it was the Mummy versus Frankenstein versus Dracula versus the Wolfman. And like the Wolfman's color was blue and Dracula was red and X, Y, Z. So, um, and you realize that's the one that's going to have to be in the movie. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I brought that one up specifically for this. Oh, um, my. Have you ever seen Meatballs? Uh, I remember meatballs. M- most. Uh, never mind. Okay. It's just like a game of, it's, it's a day of games where like, Sometimes there's like a grilled cheese eating contest, and one time there's usually like a relay race and a canoe race. And was there uh, a prize? Pride. Pride. <laughs> I was yeah, usually just pride. Um, it's a big deal, especially if it's if you're a 15 year old. It's a big honor to this be. This is all you have. Yeah, exactly. When you're 15, it's like a big honor to be like bestowed the honor of being like a color war captain. Yeah. And when you're a senior camper, you get to. It, People well, especially when you're like five or six, you have control over no aspect of your life. And then, of course, like suddenly you've got this illusion of control. Yeah, it's like it's a fun day of just like you you make up cheers and it's like real. It's a lot of competitiveness, but it's like very uh, it's very fun and very high stakes. It's very it's lovely. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what it is. <laughs> can uh, can I ask what your relationship to magic is? In general, like in well, my yeah, life right now. Well, because you have this podcast. I do have a podcast about witchcraft. Um, that is, p- so your the answer to your question is, I don't have it, but damn, it looks cool. 
That's the relationship I have to magic, essentially. Okay. I have a podcast about witchcraft, and it's really just, and it's with other, uh, it's on the Sonar Network with other, <laughs> shameless plug, with other comedian, uh, Melanie Dolly. Shameless plug. Yes, of course. Who is absolutely lovely. She's a lot more mystical and spiritual and like in touch with all that shit than I am. Oh, yeah. I'm... No, Melanie and I have been friends for over a decade. Yes, you know uh, Melanie. Yeah. This is dumb. Like, you yeah. know Melanie Darling. So also she... great comic. Amazing comedian. Check out her comedy, but also she's- Likely a... will be on here. Oh, 100%. And she's yeah. also going to start reading tarot cards very soon. And she's, she's really good at it. But I'm more along- the... So every episode, we're not- witches by any stretch of the imagination melanie more is than i am but it's every episode we learn an aspect about witchcraft Mm -hmm. so like one episode we'll learn about famous witches and then we'll like share what we know and then one episode it's kind of like the same framework as my favorite murder in the sense that like we'll come to an episode and having done research and like we'll talk about it like we talked about the spanish inquisition once which doesn't sound cool but it is no it's so the spanish inquisition is fucked but anyways so i'm 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 a skeptic at heart, <laughs> having just talked about how I ran the Ouija board for like five years, but um, yeah, I I would say I I'm skeptical of everything. I have a stand-up comedy brain where every time I do something like that, that's a little like wishy-washy. My brain will go, "That's fucking dumb." And I then, love that you're like, I don't know if it's real, but a ghost proposed to me once. So like, pick a lane. Yeah, right, literally. So I don't know. The answer is yeah. I don't know. I've seen shit that completely disproves it, like um, the fucking my friends pulling the the lights when we were playing the Ouija board. Right. But you then know, my I, best friend as a kid, two people died in his house. And and like there wow. were ghosts, but at the same time, I love science. Exactly, I love oh. science. I love pr- uh, proof. I love not fucking like. D- I'm gonna say I I, I love uh, hating <laughs> the crystal. Fu- like if I rub a rose quartz on my face, then I won't get warts. Like Rachel, I don't touch your face. Right oh my now. god! Holy <laughs> shit! I just realized what I did. Oh my god. We need to cut the podcast. I need to go walk. I need to shower. Oh, that's fucking scary. Um, we need to set up an eye wash station. We need to set up. I'm going to go sanitize my face in the yeah. minute. It's fucking hell. That's scary. <laughs> and I haven't done it ever. But like, yeah, no, sorry. So like, I think shit like, like I'm going to rub a crystal on my butt. <laughs> right? No. I, I, big no-no. I've seen but... so much proof of, of, of both sides. Exactly. Um, so I just don't know. So I'm just kind of like, you know what? I'll just learn about shit that that that, that int- intrigues me. And ghosts and that kind of thing definitely intrigues me. Okay. So as a responsibility to the podcast, I could talk to you about this forever. I know. But uh, bring it back to the movie. So how yeah. does magic work in this movie? Is it mm, real? I would like to keep it in the realm of what it was for me, which is that like, this could very easily just be kids fucking around, but it could also very easily not be. Or, like, it could easily just be their subconscious. No matter what happened, like, when I was doing the Ouija board, I would say nine out of ten times the people I w- who I would let put their fingers on were in the same realm as me being like, I don't know if this is real. Let's try it as if it's real and see mm-hmm. what the fuck happens. Mm-hmm. So that's always the attitude we went with. Nobody's ever like the Ouija board is real, but and or the Ouija board is fake when we fingers on. It's everyone, everyone who always, whenever I did it, people who had their fingers on was just like, I'm open. Let's see what happens. So, okay. Yeah. So I think it would be just like, mis- like left open ended being like, well, maybe ghosts are real. 
which is fun. I like the idea of a character that we never meet but know intimately. Yeah. Somehow. That's very neat. Mm-hmm. But okay, I don't know how to say this in a not convoluted way. Go for it. So in terms of the magic again, I want to mm-hmm. ask like. By magic, you mean like the ghosts, right? Or like the ability to talk to them. The ability to talk to them. um, Magic realism in general. Where, either in your real life Mm. or in the movie, Mm -hmm. where does the source of the magic come come from? from? I think it would have to be like in the aspect of and I'm, I'm, I'm again i don't know what the fuck i believe i don't know if any of this this could easily all this sounds wishy-washy bullshit but we're just gonna say it anyways um it would be in the realm of like uh energies like you can tap into the energy of the dead and you can okay. this thing is a portal to it's like it's like a payphone to talk to like the other side and that's that was another thing when we did the ouija board we were told you always had to say goodbye and let the entire thing go all the way across the goodbye. Yeah, because otherwise the portal still the portal's open. still open and people the phones are, off the hook. Yep, shit's exactly shit's gonna go fucking crazy. Um, so. Young children, there was a time when phones were on cords. Yeah, I don't and know they how to explain that. To I don't know how to explain that, man. Oh, you know what my favorite thing is? Nah. I was waiting for the bus. Mm. I saw a kid looking at an abandoned telephone booth. Yeah. And he's just like, hey, what mom, what's this? that? Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, the imagination of a child. And then I realized he actually doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know, know what that is. Yeah, there's... Speaking of working at the spaghetti factory, which I oh, do. I'm just yeah. going to repeat that because I don't know where we're going to cut this. Uh, Fair. Probably but... a while ago. I think we've been talking for a long time. Of all the weird stuff that's in the spaghetti factory, the one that kids ask about is the old telephone booth. Because they know what a merry-go-round that's is. Wild. They know what an elevator is. They but know, yeah. you can't understand what that is. Oh, that's fucking crazy. That's so, yeah, we're all A stand-up comic did a great, I can't remember who said it, did a great bit of like a kid said, like, what is that? He's like, well, that's where homeless people go to jerk off. Like, right. or like something to that degree. I have a similar thing where I'm like, well, it's for drug dealers. Yeah, exactly. And and also, if somebody picks up the phone, it's just like, it's done. You know someone's dead. <laughs> someone's died. <laughs> all telephone booths should be illegal. Oh, that's oh, 100% I agree. Um, um, so, all right. So, is the is the magic a metaphor for anything? Because, like, if I was smarter, it would be. Because, well, um, like, in uh, I have a lot of useless degrees, so I'm mm-hmm. just gonna bust a couple. Of course, out. go for it. Like in in Roman times, a big reason they used magic was like uh-huh. if if you had a disability or were different in some way mm-hmm. and didn't want to get persecuted by the rest of the town to be like, oh, that person that lives on the edge of town, we don't mess with them. They do magic. Oh, that's fucking cool. Or as you go a little bit early, later on to like Salem witch trials, it's like a um, a, 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 a badge it? of honor of other women that have been wronged by men or... Sure. I would, I would say, yeah. I would say more the Salem witch trials is the, is the like othering of... of... Of, yeah. of humans who are women. <laughs> I was going to be like, no, they're mostly women. But there's almost like a, a, a mission statement to where the mm. magic is coming from. Totally. You know what? I would say then, ooh, oh my God, I just thought of a really good plot. This is going to be the plot of the movie. Okay. All right. The girl, the 15-year-old the girl who does the Ouija board is very uncool and she does it to be popular. So then you don't really know if it's she's actually talking to ghosts or she's just kind of doing it to maintain people coming to talk to her and liking her okay right no that is 
That's fucking so good. It's like mean girls. I'm but smart. Maybe with ghosts. Yeah. Except like she. Yeah, exactly. Like she'll she's keeping up this Ouija board thing just because she's kind of gained some sort of popularity okay. and she wants to maintain it. It could, And then maybe it gets really out of her hands. Is there like. The metaphor fear that that kind of mm-hmm. surrounds the horrorness of this. The meta what? Well, it's a, a like uh, Rosemary's Baby is about yeah. like being afraid of childbirth. Yeah, Get Out is about so then secret I think, racism. Yeah, I think it would be the fear of What's being a left out. Girl afraid of exactly. Yeah. It's it's eighth grade. It's social anxiety. It's the fear of not being like everybody else or included or um socially in it is that is that high stakes teenage thing of like if if other people my age don't like me then my life is over so yeah i think it's social anxiety that's good it's very very relatable thank you so much this is a fucking good movie guys we need to fucking market this shit quickly and also if while everybody's like doing the ouija board and they're probably eating snacks can everyone be holding like a pepsi that would really help us out yeah 100 percent the Ouija board is already Mattel. Mattel. We're going to get money oh, from Mattel. They're, they're paying for that. Everyone in the summer camp wears Pepsi paraphernalia and then drinks Coke. So we get both. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's wearing a Pepsi t-shirt, but they're all drinking Coca-Cola. I'm being ironic for money. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. What's the real hidden message? Consumerism. Right. That's it. That's it. Um. Okay. So uh, I'm guessing that the movie on like a story level yeah. is going to culminate in the color war. Sure. Sure. Th- th- Theoretic because it's a physical I think, action Yeah, fight that would make the most sense, I thing. think. I think you're probably right. You got to you got to think of a prize. You got to give them something. Yeah. Um okay. And then in terms of the plot, like are they trying to like channel a specific ghost or like what is the what is the goal of the ghost? I think when she, at first she'll be like, look, I could talk to spirits. And then everyone's like, that's cool. And then they kind of lose interest. And she's like, no, I can. Um, The spirits can make things happen and and make stuff happen. As I'm saying this, I think this is a plot to a Bob's Burgers episode. I think Tina has a boyfriend who is a ghost in a box. Oh, maybe. But you've got so many other. You're right. This is different. Going uh, on. <laughs> this is fucking different. I'm fine. Um. Yeah, and then maybe she's like, I can win Color War with my ghost friends. And everyone's like, okay, you better. And then she's like, uh-oh, I'm in over my head. Okay. Uh, I was going to say Parent Trap, but your reference was even way better. Thank you, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is why you're good at notes. You have the same smug, like, I yes, I am right. That's, yeah, I am right. That's I'm, great. Yeah, you should listen to my authoritarian voice. Okay, so... Mm. uh why why does the world blow up if the character doesn't pull off this thing i want a carry moment i want a big carry moment at the end i want carry a big from sex in the city yes yeah. she's she this 15 year old girl leaves the camp to 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 live the life of fashion in high stakes new york <laughs> no um, uh i think she's going to promise some sort of big ghost reveal at color war and then She'll she just orchestrates this crazy fucking thing where like there's blood and demons and guts and shit. Yes, please. Yeah. Also, if you can to throw back in references like Ronald Reagan, the ghost of Ronald Reagan has to pop yeah. back up. Oh my god, wait, that literally this. happened in Wet Hot American Summer, season it, one or two. 
Oh, yeah. Ronald he, Reagan comes he was back. in it. But he's like the real, yeah, the he, real Ronald he's Reagan. He's the real Ronald Reagan. The actual Ronald Reagan, Reagan was in Wet Hot American Summer. It was a crazy cameo. Yeah. Uh, yes. That, that's been, okay, so <laughs> you're the main character. You've got yes. your cardboard box priestess outfit. Yes, I do. And like, but, but who are the, the main cast of like who helps um, you along this okay. hero's journey so there's a po- there's the group of popular girls that i want to like me through my ghost seancing mm-hmm. and there's the counselors who are like you need to fucking stop and then there's my best friend who probably is like why can't we just be best friends like you don't need to be popular to be happy and then i kind of lose her along the way dude and then there's the and then there's probably the boy in boys camp that i like want to get his attention right yes um <laughs> so whether it happened or not you're gonna have to come up with a running across the hmm. the different the, side oh camp. yeah yeah i never did it but i'll ask people who did okay it, here's here's like it's not even on my list but like is a weird that like the, the character's like 15 16 yeah but we want sexual tension have you at like yes and is it okay <laughs> for the sexy teens to be sexy yeah, like i mean okay do you do There's you have a- an opinion of the chilling I, adventures of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Ugh, I, I, I don't and I do. And here's here's the thing. I'm going to compare I'm going to compare Sabrina the Teenage Witch with 8th grade because I did mention it previously. Yeah, great movie. In a uh, fantastic film. No one can deny that. When we see let's compare like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Riverdale while we're at it because it is made by the same people. Oh yeah, same When film. we watch a show like that, these are teens that are sexualized. That is, that is, we are looking at these teenagers and we're supposed to, they are, they looking sexy. They've been sexualized for us to watch and be like, these are some sexy teens. I want to see what sexy adventures these sexy teenagers <laughs> are going to do with murder and demons and sexy, sexy, dark lighting. Um, so that's that. Then there's something like eighth grade and we have that lovely scene that is fucking hilarious. That is also beautiful mm-hmm. during the, um, uh fuck 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 the shooter drill where she's on the ground and she goes to the guy that she has a crush on and is like I have these nude pictures of myself and and she's like I and and something like I give blowjobs and basically has that conversation with him of like trying to interact with him and trying to be like no I'm I'm sexually experienced that's not sexualizing her we don't watch right. that and be like that's a sexy eighth grader like we don't we're not doing that also she's very she's a lot younger mm-hmm. but they're not sexualizing her in any way instead what they're doing is they're exploring her sexuality without sexualizing her and i think there's a very distinct difference i am so on board with you thank you whereas like even mm-hmm. trying to like it'll, it'll be on in the break room or something yeah the bring the teenage witch thing and they're like undressing in the woods. Oh, it's and, supposed like, to because it's supposed to be hot. Like you're supposed to watch it. Be... Teen at the oh, same it's time. Not so I'm like, cool. And I am all for like y- y- they do that. Yeah. I'm not in denial about that. But should I see that? And exactly. So I... it's it's that fine balance of exploring a character's sexuality and sexualizing them, which is a rev- it can cross. It's a very it's murky waters, but there is a distinct difference. Right, because it's almost. There's a thing where it's just like, are you really watching porn if there isn't a drastic power dynamic? Oh my god, there's it's on? it's fucking crazy. It's so nuts, especially when you're. <laughs> so I was just well, I was I was in a writer uh, thing where we were talking about Riverdale, where it's just like every scene is just like, 
oh, we were, we, I wonder if Archie's going to get here so we can make out, but also solve that triple masked homicide that happened in the gym. And I'm like, hold, these two things can't also be happening. So. Oh, but they can. You'll find the A story and the B story. Exactly. Being like, I'm jealous of that girl over Mm -hmm. there, but also who molested my cousin? I'm like, what the fuck is this show? Pick a lane. Right. (laughs) So anyways, I'm not a big fan of, um, I've never watched Sabrina, um, extensively. I've seen like the first episode, but I I know more. I've tried Riverdale. I'm not a, I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. I've tried, but I don't like it. It's sure. It's sexy. Sure. Like and I'm not even sure teens are watching it. I think teens love Riverdale. There's a lot of... I do know this. I'm working on a thing that has quite a lot to do with fan fiction, and there is a lot of teenagers out there writing fan fiction about Riverdale. Okay. Yeah. Right, I'm I'm going to believe you. Uh, oh, oh, oh. I am scared to type that into a search engine. Well, you would end up on a I, list. Yeah. I, there's there's <laughs> yeah. things I just can't know. Totally. I understand. I'll send them to you. Oh, is, is, uh, the, is the summer camp, like, on the site of anything while we're at it. Mm. I mean, it's in Algonquin Park. I'm sure it is on the site of where, like, indigenous <laughs> yeah, there probably people. Was a legitimate there, I'm sure horrible... there were many indigenous people that lived and functioned and traded throughout Algonquin Park. I believe they actually are. There was logging. There's a logging museum near Algonquin because near my camp because um, that used to be like old time logging stuff there's a shitload of historical stuff that happened in algonquin okay so definitely take a peek in your free time is there a specific ghost they're trying to channel too Mm. i don't know let's say it's bailey let's say it's that that awesome fucking uh 20 something year old female ghost that we were chatting with maybe she was in her 40s um who was just but ha- like fun and hip? She was totally fun and hip. She would she would laugh with us. She would go ha 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 if ha. If I weren't dead, I'd totally be cool with you guys like drinking. And Literally, smoking. Bailey was chill as fuck. She yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'll tell you if your counselor is a virgin." Like, fuck yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> combine those ghosts. Get that Peter joke in mm-hmm. there. That's we'll get Peter too. Real. Maybe she's trying to get the nice ghost, and then the evil one keeps coming in. Okay. Just to ward it off. Is there like a moment where they have to escape via the canoe thing? Yes, where they're paddling I think. Out to I think there somewhere? has to be some sort of demon, like the portal is open, bad ghosts, demons are everywhere, and they gotta escape. See, and that's a great. The world will literally end yeah. if they don't. Hundred percent. Do the and then thing. they got a ghost fight. Then it becomes Ghostbusters. Can I also just ask, like, sure. because I come from like the 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 more Christian side of things. Yes. Where, uh, seeing as it's an inadvertently Jewish camp. Kind of, yeah. Where, where, where do the Hebrews land on the magic? An excellent question. So, um, there is a sect of Judaism called Kabbalah that Madonna was Kabbalah Madonna. Of course, was she was historically, for a brief period of time, really into. So, is she still British? I don't fucking know. I don't remember. She's, yeah. I, I hope she's doing her best. Yeah. Um, Kabbalah is the mystical sect of Judaism, where it's basically like <laughs> other aspects of Judaism is, is a lot like most conversations about Jewish philosophy and everything is like, what's this? And they're like, what do you think it means? And we're like, well, that's not an answer. Question with a question. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So mystical Judaism, it's Kabbalah. I got to read way more about it to speak about it with authority. But anything mystical, spirit, um, magic oriented can be relatively found in Kabbalah. Which is, there are a lot of, when you go way fucking back, and even in the Torah, and in the, like, classic Old Testament, like, OG big book, 
um, there are a lot of like priestesses and priests who talk to the dead. Right. And I know that like there's whole subsections of say like the mm-hmm. books that didn't make the cut. Exactly. They're like, these ones are way too fucking like, weird. We're not going to get any followers with this. Gnosticism and all that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but we do have Lilith Fair. Oh, like, I love original. Lo- okay. So if you're going to listen to Tarson Craft, my, my, my witch podcast, we have an entire episode devoted to Lilith. Oh, you'd have to. She's so hot. But yeah, check out Lilith. You'd 100% have to. So like th- so, Madonna has to be in this movie. I want Madonna Ronald is Reagan in- pop in. <laughs> Madonna, Ronald Reagan, the ghost of Alan Arkin as Uncle Lou. And um, who else have we said? Do you? Do you who, me. Who plays me. you? I'm in this. Or you're. Me. You're I play. You. Fuck you. I play me. All right. I play. Fif- no, that's totally. I can play 15. <laughs> Andrew. Don't think I can believably be a 15 year old. I can play 15. Did you know, I made a TV pilot <laughs> and I, the characters were our own ages and they're just like, mm-hmm. we don't believe you. We don't that buy that. That was the number one note we got back. I'm not like, buying I don't believe you're, you're as old as you are. And I'm like, can I show you so, some ID? What are we? That's so funny. What do we need to yeah, happen here? They're weird. People are weird. Um, Yeah, I guess I'll play myself 15. Yeah. Or. Or you could be the cool camp counselor. I'll be the cool camp counselor. Every actress that I would want to play 15-year-old me is in real life older than me. So I don't think this would work. So It's a real problem. It's got to be me. Any other choice casting throughout the whole? Um, Yes. I play me. The boy I have a crush on is Timothy Chalamet. Um, that makes sense. Obviously. He's hot right now. I know. He's hot right now, and he can play young. It's true. Anyways. Um... <laughs> I don't mean to sexualize Timothy Chalamet. Um, hey, that's what the summer camp is for. That's what the summer camp is for. Um, I feel like I should hire local ta- local Canadian talent to be. God bless you. Right? I think I, I was going to. I was trying well, to also think. Also, if of, we're all quarantined. Yeah, exactly. I was going through my Hollywood Rolodex and I was like, you know what? Hire local. So mm-hmm. I think um, let's get Chris Siddiqui as the camp director. Um sure. <laughs> Let's get the listeners get IMDb a whole get IMDb out. You're not gonna know any of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, you know what? Chris Adiki was in Molly's game. Oh, that's right. He totally straight was up. straight up. Yeah. So he's gonna be the camp director. Good job, Chris. Great job, Chris. Um, let's get um Meredith from Baroness von Sketch as the other counselor. Uh, nope, as popular girl. As popular. As popular girl. <laughs> Age is no longer relevant. No yeah. longer matters. Um, and then you and Courtney Gilmore can come in as like the Christian ghosts who are trying to like attack the camp. We're, we're like paddling <laughs> over in the dead of night. Like we have to save these children, but we don't know that it's about ghosts or demons. We're just like we need to convert these Jewish kids to Christianity. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's the real, that's the real story here. And then we end up Jewish. And then you end up Jewish because you're like, maybe this is, and then we all like, it all just becomes a bat mitzvah at the end. Yeah. All the ghosts are invited. It's to, a really happy ending. To close ending. the portal to hell, I need to get a circumcision. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to make a similar joke and then I coughed. Which, can we also just talk about how did Christianity or any of that survive as soon as like you're pitching a religion? It's just like, oh, you need to cut the You need to cut your skin. dick off. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'm listening. No. Yeah. It's also no. the Middle Ages, so we have essentially just a rusty nail to do this with. Oh. Oh, God. Goodness. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. 
cut that out. Feel free to cut that out. That's a visceral response. Five minute moment of silence. On behalf of old time or circumcisions. Oh. All right. So I feel good about this bum. Do we do we do you wanna just I'm we're probably going over, Matt. I'm oh, guessing we're sure. over. Yeah. He's being polite. That's okay. He's he's yeah, yeah, yeah. We're definitely over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're about we're about an hour? Oh, perfect. Perfect. Oh my god. That is a a legitimate length for an episode of a podcast. My D&D podcast that I listen to, easily an hour and a half each episode. Oh yeah, because it's the length of a a movie. We're just just doing the hits. We're just chatting. Um, All right, so I guess to wrap this up, you know what I realized that we just left out? You said there was a musical. Well, yes, I want to get to the title, but you you have a whole theater community. Mm. There's there's all this thing around like... Mm. Is there a soundtrack yes. or is it like a Glee thing where you're making your own soundtrack? Absolutely not. There is a original recording. There's an original soundtrack of the film that is just like an 80s sitcom that's just like over explaining what's happening. Like Rachel Manson is walking to the camp. Then she has to get her Ouija board. Star swipe. <laughs> Uh oh, there's more ghosts coming. What are they gonna do? Grab a torch. And I'm guessing that's also gonna be the style of the end credits music. It's yeah. just recapping <laughs> la, 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 what la. happened. <laughs> Remember that time when they all had a bar mitzvah, then they had to fight evil demons. So yeah. Don't think about circumcision, just Remember think about the, thing. the fun times with. <laughs> There's some dark shit that happened, but now we're done the movie. Yeah, that's gonna be it. All right. Do you have a title in mind? Ghost babe. There we go. I hate it. Ghost babe. <laughs> Ghost babe. I don't like it at all. <laughs> my crazy Wiccan summer. My crazy Wiccan. My so-called Wiccan summer. summer. <laughs> my so-called Wiccan summer. Yeah. Boom. That's what it is. We did it. We did it. We have a movie. Five campers, some of which are cool. Best summer of our lives. I'm going to be your best friend forever. Nothing bad could ever happen. We're so young. Hey, can I join in? No, you're weird. I'll I'll show you. I'm going to talk to the dead. (laughs) What's that? It started as a thing to make friends. I found a Ouija board. Uh, Rachel, you're 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 taking this way too far. No, I'm not taking this far enough. And then turned into so much more. Rachel, I think I'm in love with you and a ghost. Oh my God, dead men love me, but I'm also 15. Uh oh, is this sexualizing? But it gets worse. The portal's been opened to hell, and I can't stop it anymore. Okay, well. Uh... We'll have to do something. Uncle Lou? I I don't know what you want me to do. What the fuck do you expect me to do? With all due respect, I'm a dead... I'm dead. I'm a dead man. Like a ghost. Here, let me sing you a song. De... Me se de... Me se de... Me se de...
the night of color war will be the night that all the demons come out to convert us to Christianity. <laughs> Something grabbed my hand in the water. You're just being paranoid, Courtney. Whoa! One girl, but also those other 55 campers have to battle the demon ghosts for the right to bar mitzvah circumcise. Rachel, Satan's leaving the throne of hell to enter through the portal. I gotta sneak to boys camp to kiss a boy because we all might die tomorrow. Oh no, now I have to make out with a ghost. <laughs> But who will leave camp alive? Or maybe dead because they were dead when they arrived. When dead campers outnumber the living, it's time for Color War. My so-called Wiccan Summer, coming to theaters this Halloween. Rachel Manson is walking to the camp, then she has to get her Ouija board. <laughs> Uh-oh, there's more ghosts coming. What are they gonna do? Grab a torch. Remember that time when they all had a bar mitzvah? Then they had to fight evil demons. There's some dark shit that happened, but now we're done the movie. Rachel, do you want to plug something? Sure. Um, uh, Listen and subscribe to Tarts and Craft on the Sonar Network. Uh, that's with me and uh, Melanie Dolling. You can follow me on Instagram at rmancella. And um, be sure to like and subscribe to Comedians Getting High and Watching Hallmark Movies, which is also a web series that's coming out very soon. That's great. Yeah. It is fantastic. Fuck yeah. Uh, all right, audience. Thank you uh, for joining me. Thanks for having me. Thus far. Yeah. yeah. And uh, mm -hmm. I hope you enjoyed the movie and you're welcome. You're welcome. You're so welcome. You're better now. Up Your Life has been a stupid fancy production in partnership with Showbiz Monkeys. The show was hosted and created by Andrew Lazotte. You can find Andrew on Twitter and Instagram as at VinLazotte, or check us out on Facebook at Punch Up Your Life. Theme music was composed and performed by Leif Ingerbritsen, photography by Tyra Sweet, and artwork was designed by Todd Graham. The show was produced, edited, fact-checked, and all questions and tangents were researched by me, Matt Ardill. Please remember to like and subscribe, and leave a comment. Let us know which stories you'd like to see get made into a film, or pitch us your own story. Who knows? You could end up being the next guest of the show. Thanks for listening, and remember, you are the hero of your own story.